Boom. Here we are, guys. Hello, ¿Cómo estás? Hello. Muy bien. Hola. Hola. <laughs> Everything uh, okay with you guys? Yeah. I see a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, um, is it not too hot? Because um, I think we were just discussing the weather and um, we made uh, Juan turn down his air conditioning. And so don't be surprised if you can. Uh, see him slide off his chair at some point during the chat. It's going to be Actually, very hot, I think. I have quietly on uh, at the ah, moment. Ah, okay, okay. Well, we, so we if have... we're okay, let, let me know. Otherwise, I melt. No, you sound good. You sound good. So <laughs> it's fine. Good. You can keep it on. Cool. So uh, where's everybody at? I see Twitter um, in his uh, studio and uh, Miguel. Barcelona. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Porto? my studio. Porto. Yeah. Madrid. Madrid. Okay, nice. Cool. So um, I see uh, uh, Miguel sitting in a really nice studio. What can I see there? You've got a lot of speakers, man. <laughs> What's yes, that? yes. <clears throat> yes, because <laughs> I, I have one system of 5.1 for for do work for for museums and devices, films and things. Oh. Also, I have a pair of Yamahas that I never use because <laughs> they don't sound really, really, really good to me. I also have a all, no, this all GBL sound system. It's a, from the 17th system, I think. But, you know, I have a little pair of speakers that, that I bought in the in a cheap cheap shop, and honestly, I use this 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 small speaker a lot. Really, what are they? Yeah, because when when I do a mix or a mastering or something in the in the in the main speakers, everything sounds fine. Mm. But you know, especially nowadays, the music will be translated to the um, to the cellular phones, uh, laptops. And this, those machines that don't, don't have a big speaker, but have a, a little one. Mm -hmm. And those, those speakers, let, let me see. Oh, they're, they're tiny. Yeah. Oh, they're really tiny, yeah. <laughs> That's like half an inch. Yeah. yeah, but they give me a real response about how the people will listen to the music in the in the in the small in different environments yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's very easy to fall in love with music when you are listening in like super huge and professional speakers right but not everybody will listen yeah. to it like that yeah that, that's the reason especially about the the low end the bass and the kick and all the sound with really low frequencies you need to 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 create new frequencies that supply the, the the other ones in right. in, in, in the others the others medias and yeah. that's that is are really useful for me the, the small ones okay only yeah, five I'm... five euros oh. <laughs> the best, best, best yeah. five euros ever spent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a good uh, good investment five euros <laughs> um so so yeah i was going to say because your your music sounds um really really balanced and very well engineered and mixed so i was i was always wondering what you were um, using as uh, as monitors because the um, 
Yeah, it's very detailed. The way you mix is very detailed. It's very open and trans transparent and everything. Yeah, but I miss to to do it more blurry because sometimes I need it. Right. Especially in techno, in techno, uh, the, the, the 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 feeling, the sensation, is more. It's, it's not too much open. It's more to concentrate it and and like a kind of heavy, heavy. Heavy sounds in the center and like, like a monolith, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes I I, I I lost this 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 perspective, and uh, you know, it's part of my sound to to sound open, but I wanna sound more more close. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think most people are wondering how to do it the other way around. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you want to sound more open usually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Oh, somebody says um, uh, the JBL four three one one. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. Very often during these talks, um, you know, we talk about gear, and then um, somebody mentions a particular piece of gear, and then. Most of the times we were scratching our heads like, uh, so what's the model again? What is it? <laughs> you know, so it's um, people are very specific about it, but we all forget uh, sometimes what it's called. <laughs> so that's cool. So um, Juan, you're uh, you're in your studio or is that your record room? What is it? Where, where are you? It's sort of a mix of studio and DJ setup as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would like to switch my camera, but if I do that, the whole broadcast will fall <laughs> apart. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you do all your work there, your uh, preparations of your um, live sets and also... Um, I do everything it. here, yeah. 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 I have like two different setups and two different sound systems. But I, I also, coming back to what Tadeo was saying, I really like, like switching monitors uh, <clears throat> as well. I think it's very important to have more than one pair. Uh, so I work with the PSI audio, uh, which is I, I really like, and it's super precise and open and a lot of definition. But I also like to use like much smaller and in a way cheaper speakers to have like a second perspective of how it would sound and translate. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's the best way to have two, at least two references. I never had more than two. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. What about headphones? You also use headphones as a, an extra reference? Uh, you know, I'm not really a friend of using headphones in the studio. I, I use it sometimes for, for like reverbs or, or little details about delays or stuff like that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the thing happens to, to you guys, but when I work on, on, on headphones or also in the clubs, like trying to mix on headphones, I, I feel something of the vibe is a little bit gone. Sometimes it's necessary. But if it's not, I try to avoid it. Right. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. And Steve. Yes. Finally, finally Steve. <laughs> uh, how are you, man? Good. I'm great, thank you. Yeah, it's chilling out. Yeah. <laughs> it's too hot in Portugal. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, are you in your studio or are you? Um... Uh, yeah, home studio. Yeah. Okay. Nice one. Well, can you tell me something about it? Oh yeah, <laughs> we're not well. seeing anything in your uh, in your frame. <laughs> no, because this is a, a small room, you know. I have the, the gear here and the speakers in the front. I've 
in the back uh, only have that wall. Okay. So I, I uh, for monitors I use the Kiech gate. Yeah, ah, nothing yes. special, but the the six inches I think six inches. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a lot of good, uh, studio gear, but I have been selling it since there's no gigs. I have sold many many stuff. But now I have um, uh, Supernova and things like that over here, and some decks over there. Uh, Blofeld, some Waldorf stuff. But, Blofeld? Yeah. I've always wondered about that one. Uh, it's great, uh, it's great, yeah. Do you use it, uh, use it for uh, polyphonic stuff or for... No, more, more for pads and effects and things like that. Right, so, right. Yeah. It's, um, is it Wavetable or is it a mix? Yeah, it's Wavetable. Okay, yeah. right. I don't know, man. I, um, I've i always had mixed feelings about Wavetable. Really? Yeah, mm. I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, um, it's something I I find very hard to make it sound good. I mean, it's, it's a personal thing, right? It's a personal taste. But how, how, do, you, how do you use it for... Um, for you said pads. For pads and stuff. Yeah, yes, but yeah. But do you do a lot of treatment to it? Yeah, to... I, process, I, I process a lot my uh, my uh, my sounds. You know, <clears throat> I use a lot of EQ and reverbs and things like that, so it can change a little bit. Right. Yeah. Cool. I should do a little sh- shout out to um, to the people watching on YouTube. Uh, hello, everyone watching there. Um, if there's anything uh, you would like to ask us, uh, please feel free to do so. And sometimes we can uh, we can bring in your comments. I see one right away from Mike H. What's up, Mike? Uh, ask uh, asking Steve if you still have your Moog. Or is yeah, that one yeah. of the Is that one of the <laughs> machines you sold? <laughs> no, no, I have the Moog. The Moog. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about the uh, to buy the new one. The uh, not the DFAM one, the one that uh, I can't remember the name. This is just like Mother 32, but uh, the new, the last one. It's more like for cards and things like that. Can't remember exactly the name. No, I know which one you mean, but I don't know the name either. Yeah, uh, no. No. Anyway, well. Um, yeah, I, I will not sell the move Mother 32. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like, it's very warm. I like the, the the warmness of the. I use it for bass. I like it. Right, that's nice. Oh, the Subharmonicon. Is that the one? Yes. Yes. I want to get the, that one. That's yeah. the one. So, um, there's a fellow uh, Portuguese dude in the comments. Let's say hello to um, a thousand details. You know, you know him. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, man. He's um, he's one of our most active uh, Discord uh, members. He's uh, I don't know where this guy gets the time from. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, actually I was um, interested in what you just said, uh, Miguel, about the, um, you said you were uh, teaching for uh, SAE as well. For the, what the, sorry? Teaching, you're teaching for ah, SAE. Ah, my teaching, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so how does it work? Do people come <clears throat> to your studio? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Um, not, now the, the people can come here, but the now the, the COVID topic, but usually I I do some teaching in in, in for particular 
people from the from the institute, and also sometimes I go to the to the institute to 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 make some some specialization class. No, especially at, at the end of the of the course or something like that. And well, you know, I I, I like too much to to teach to the people, especially because I think. Uh, so, sometimes the people obtain the info about the YouTube clips or or a lot of videos that some somebody do. Some, sometimes we, we, without all the all the good information that, that they need to to yeah. to show to the people. And and you know, I have the, the opinion that the the, the the knowledge must be must be free. In, in, in any in any way, and I don't know. Perhaps it's because I like to help others to obtain uh, a specific sound, or 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 learn to use the synthesizers, uh, learn to use the the, the different different scenes about the, for example, to use the analog synthesizer, the white tables, the FM, because sometimes the, the people. The people feel complicated the, the FM synthesis, mm. but it's not. It's, it's really, it's really. <laughs> it's, Once you teach it, them, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really easy. But you, you must to understand, and I try to 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 help the people to understand what they want, what they need, and what what is the the way to obtain the the result. Mm. And yeah, I like to. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good thing, man. Pass the knowledge on, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I see an interesting thing. Maybe we can all talk about this. Um, question from Jack. Hey, Jack. Um, Jack would like to know more about creativity rather than gear. Uh, and then a specific question is, what helps you create tension? How do you progress arrangements when you get stuck? What has been your biggest creative breakthrough? Let's maybe talk about tension because that's an interesting thing. And I think... Um, of all the people here, uh, we are all doing dance floor music, which is, um, you know, where tension is one of the main things you can you can play with. Maybe um, yeah. Juan, do you have any 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 thoughts or things behind uh, about this, um, how to create tension? Well, I, I think that the most important component of music is like the, the balance of tension and release, right? Uh, mm -hmm. or, or one of the biggest aspects of making tracks interesting. Uh, I don't know, I mean, there is techniques you can apply and, and musical uh, knowledge that you can apply depending on what kind of tension you want and everything. I think in the end it's the connection that you get either with the gear or or the plugin or whatever that you're using and blending together uh, and also i mean what can be a lot of tension to me maybe to you is like not enough or whatever it's very subjective to each producer right um, i believe it has to do basically with their own interpretation of of the matter and also being a dj i think is what kind of creates like this knowledge of how to create tension or, or build with effects or, or uh, modulations that you do in specific sounds. But that's not one thing. I, I, I believe it has to do with the 
person executing. Mm. Isn't it? Don't you think uh, tension is a, is a universal thing? Because you said it's uh, it's a matter of interpretation, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's it's a pretty universal thing. I mean, you can if if there's tension in a track, you can easily tell, and it and and it's it basically I think that comes across to um, to everybody who listens to it. But I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Did you ever hear a track that for you was like a bit too much tension? <laughs> too much tension. <laughs> uh, that's a difficult question. <laughs> too much tension. No, I, I think you know. Um, for me, tension is is when when you listen to something and it really keeps you on your feet, although it might be very repetitive or monotonous. Um, and if it still in, if it still remains interesting over a longer period of time, although it's repetitive or loopy or whatever you would call it um yeah i think i think that is that is a that is the, the essence of tension right the the feeling that is something is about to happen or um you can play with these things you know you, you don't yeah. always have to uh give everybody or or you know show very obviously the the release in 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 the music you can also just uh, sort of scratch against it you know just uh, be on the edge of uh, tension and no tension that might sometimes that's even more interesting or more exciting than than um, being very bold and uh, and uh, over the top with it yeah definitely. i think yeah but that that's just tension about the <clears throat> about the sensation in, in general in the on the track or only tension in the bricks no, I, th I, th I well, it, whatever. I mean, the um, you know, just tension in the music in general. Nothing really special about breaks or anything. But um, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's enough examples in all of our music where where things are just uh, evolving very very slowly, and uh, but it it gets to you. You know, it get, it still gets to you, and it it keeps you interested, although it's. Um, uh, yeah, very repetitive. Yeah, because I think sometimes uh, when when somebody talk about tension, also talk about to release. That sometimes you don't need to release nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. just keep, just keep, just keep, and that's keep, all. Keep, torture, <laughs> keep torturing them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and you know, especially in techno music, yeah, I don't understand when 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 the track have too much bridge or break or something yeah. like that because I, under my point of view you need to to create something new with different tracks about that the tension of the tracks mm. not yeah. not waiting like in house music or other kind of music that need the need need this break mm. that not in techno yeah i think exactly. um, yeah there's i think the the lack of a song structure is um, is the, the thing that we that we play play with in techno a lot. Um, you know, without having very clear uh, marked sections in in one track, it's basically uh, very often something that just goes on and on and on. And within even within that very repetitive uh, structure, um, there is a story or there is an arc or an arc, a, a tension. Uh, arc or how do you, however you would call it so um, yeah I guess so um, yeah what about you Steve <coughs> uh, yes 
Yes. About my music, <laughs> or the kind of no, music. Tension, on, the, on the subject of uh, tension. Uh, tension depends for me. It's, you can, um, how, how you will you define tension? You know, I like my tracks um, linear, but always, how do I explain? Um, evolving also. Mm. For me, that can be tension. For other pe person, can be a little bit boring. So, uh, how can you define tension in this case? You know, um, for example, I, uh, drum, uh, drum and bass or breakbeat, uh, uh, that's a lot of tension. But for other people, probably it's not tension enough. You know, I like my my tracks to 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 like tell a story, and especially to have. Um, uh, be focused on the bass mainly, you know, not to, not too many uh, build-ups or anything, but focus more on a bass line. Okay, so basically we have four different answers to the person that... Yeah, <laughs> that's good, isn't it? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Coyle says, uh, he puts it um, in a good way. Building tension is making a promise and not giving it right away. Um, yeah, I guess that sums it up. Yeah, it's uh, um, yeah. I mean, th there are so many uh, other variant uh, variations of uh, electronic music which are nowadays very so have very clear song structure, and it kind of um, I'm not naming names <laughs> or, or you know <laughs> so any far. genres, any genres. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, but you know what I mean. The 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 stuff that is uh, very obviously, you know, 32 bars of this, and then 16 bars of that, and then you know, just a very structured thing. And then uh, once one of these sections starts happening, you know exactly where it's going. Even before you before you know what's what's going to happen, you know what's going to happen. And I think that's that's sort of um, uh, less interesting. Uh, than creating tension with uh, with something where, in a way where you don't really know where it's going, but still keeps you interested. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. like evolving. Yeah. I mean, I think the right word is more evolving, involving you. You know, just taking you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. also you but, can. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't define that tension. Tension for me is something that <laughs> smacks you. You know? ah, okay, okay. That's tension for me. I, I don't define my music tension. Uh, I like when things go evolving. You and it will take you somewhere, but it, you know you don't know where. In a way. Yeah, I think I think we're pretty much talking about the same thing. Just just to have a different description uh, 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 yeah, for meaning. it. <laughs> yeah, different meaning. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's what you get. I mean, the in the. We, we went in this direction because the, they wanted to hear more about the creative process and not about gear. And that's what you get when you start putting musicians together who have yeah. who have different ways of talking about <laughs> about uh, their um, their process. That's funny. Um, all right, let's see if there's anything else. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Let's just return to, to gear, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, somebody lost the connection. Uh, all right, so um, uh, go gear. <laughs> yeah, man. What do you want to know? <laughs> I'm 
talking directly to the the people in the comments now. Um, yeah, okay, so um, I can see, I can, let's do a spotting game then. Uh, Juan has this nice red monophonic synthesizer. What's, is that the original 101 or is that the... That's the a clone. German? Ah, okay. The Beringer one, your favorite one, I'm sure. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> actually there was one here in the studio uh, a while ago and um, I mean, it's... Uh, it works pretty much the same as the original and it it sounds very much like the same and you can be very snobby about it and say it's not the same so it's not the true thing but um it's a very very usable synth it's so quick i love yeah. i love the way the this these monophonic synths work with especially with the internal sequencer you know exactly. just, uh, i used to have the, the original and one day i said okay i used it enough and now i have blown Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, so, <laughs> so you, you got it because it's different, or did you sell it and regretted it and got this one? At some point, I sold it and regretted it, and I, I ah. decided to buy the clone like six months ago or when it was released. I, I changed my studio setup so many times, you know. Uh, right. I've been from like only inside the box to only modular to different uh, old machines, and now I'm like in between. The, the two worlds right yeah so you're also not um, um, an analog or a digital uh, fanatic um, I see a comment from um, our friend from Berlin Rothead what's up Mike mm. um, I, there's a bit of a unclarity in his um, uh, I think it's this is probably um, to uh, uh, Miguel, I guess. Okay. This is sometimes really hard in the high mat range. Uh, <laughs> what's the processing? I don't know. But perhaps I pay too much attention to the um, to the mid height. No, not the frequency, but just in the in the in the sounds that contain that frequencies, and <clears throat> I don't know. Perhaps I also use a lot of compression in the in the sounds, and also so not distortion, not too much distortion, but a little bit of distortion all, in all the sounds, and also at the beginning in the in the production, I I use some. Preamp simulations, and I start to obtain a lot of harmonics, and all the harmonics go to this to this high and mid height position in the frequencies, and perhaps that's the reason. But I don't maybe know. that's related to what you you said yourself that you wanted your sound to to be more center and less open, right? Yeah, perhaps. Well, it's funny how everybody interprets it because I, I always, I'm always scratching your head about uh, how you do these mixes because they sound, I mean, I don't think it's harsh. It's either, either I think it's, uh, it's rather uh, that it sounds very clear and very, uh, very open. And um, uh, not many people can do that, to be honest. Yeah, I, think, I think it's more present than, than in, in most of us, right? Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. but also, also I, I need to know, uh, Mike, what what release did you refer? Because in my old releases, I have one sound and now have another one. 
Okay, well, maybe Mike can come back to the comments. We Let's should send him a link so he can join. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because at the beginning, I have this hard sound because mm. I, I was uh, an ignorant about the, 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 the <laughs> techniques and, and the other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now I kind of stand the same, but with, with, with uh, more control and, and, and about I want to obtain that. Not in the past was only about the ignorance. Okay, so he doesn't mean harsh; he means uh, presence. Ah, present. Presence. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's it's about the the preamps and the the, the compression and the, the so you do, little you do, bit distortion. Do you do all that all that stuff in the box, or are you also looping stuff uh, to outboard? Fifty <clears> fifty. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, especially I I started all the production in my laptop at no. home. I never come here to the studio for for make music because I need I need a, a, a private or a special place for me that I feel comfortable and and you know come here to the studio I start to feel more technically guy and mm, uh, <laughs> serious yeah more serious yeah but I I do all my music at home and when when I have all the idea come here and start to apply all the process and all of that and right so basically you just use your studio as a place to mix down uh, yeah i mean not, uh, not not totally because i have some scenes here right you don't see let me so some keyboards and scenes <clears throat> and my process is to <clears throat> to do the the sketch in the laptop um <clears throat> sorry and here in the studio, sometimes I I remove or change the sound for <coughs> sounds from the keyboards because oh yeah no you know for for obtain another texture or another point of view or something. Um, sometimes I, I keep the, the sounds of the of the computer in the computer, and that's all. It's a pen. Right. Right. But even when, even though when you made something inside the computer, you go to the studio and then break it, break it out to some outboard and some. What is it, what is uh, some of the the outboard stuff you're using? Especially the um, I like to use the reverse on delays mm -hmm. too much. Um, I have a tape delay and one TC Electronics too, a Sony River, a Foxtex Spring River. Uh, lexicon um, because you know I think some some effects can offer you a better sensation if if they are outboard and another thing can 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 work better in the computer like a plugin it's mm. a pen it's a yeah. pen no and of course, I would like to have some preamps. I don't have preamps. I must use the emulations. <laughs> but, but I try to, to, to discover the different textures or sensations that you can obtain from different outboard of plugins and try to combine using the, the, the best part that, that, that every machine or plugin can offer, offer you. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, so do you take long to to use this approach? Because your music sounds um, like it's uh, 
it's almost like a scientific, you know, sometimes in the terms of how the sounds uh, are sitting in the stereo field and, and how it's mixed. It, it sounds like you pay a lot of attention to it. There's a lot of there's a lot of work that goes into it. How long yes. does it usually take you to uh, uh, to do one track? Yeah, I, I, it depends. Perhaps one week, perhaps oh, yeah? three months. Do you never get bored with it? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because I I, I taken a lot of pauses ah, in the okay. studio. Yeah, uh, uh, when I has been working here in the, in the, in the table, uh, perhaps is if I spend two hours in the studio, for example, I only listen around 30, uh, 30 minutes, no more of sound. Mm. Because I need to stop, I need to think about what I need to do, try, listen. Okay, it's good, continue. It's bad, try to think about another approach. And um, this is slow, but finally, this is, is satisfied for me. Yeah, yeah that, that's interesting that you, that you take pauses in, in, uh, in hearing sound. So you, you basically listen to something, you work on it, and then you, you stop it again and then think about it or decide what to do. Yeah, because especially about the, the, the I don't know the name in English, the yeah, fatigue. Fa fatigue. The fatigue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I need to, 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 to care too much my, my ears because I need to do my music and I need to mix other people or do mastering or I need to, it's, it's my best tool, my, my, my ears and my brain, that's yeah. the best tool and I need to, to, to care too much. Yeah, I've heard other. I've heard other people say that as well. Um, I'm I'm not so good in in um, letting go or stopping. Once I'm in a flow, I would I usually just go on until I'm done. You know, because I'm very impatient. You sound like a very patient guy. <laughs> somebody who can go back to somebody who can can go back to something you worked on before. Um, I I have a very difficult time doing that because by the time uh, I get something committed to. Uh, to tape, you know, uh, I'm usually done with it. Um, yeah, but I, I, do, do you know yeah. the sensation when you spend one day working in, in the track and at the, the the next day you listen the track and oh, wow, what that, what's that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. If, if if you if you take your 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 pauses, mm -hmm. that never happen again. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, because learn something because, because all all the time you you keep the. The, the 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 sensation that you have before yes because you, you never you, lose yeah yeah because you listen it you there's yeah you do over listen to it you don't you don't make it you don't uh, make it dead because you just keep it on repeat all the time yeah so every time you start it again you you get this sense of excitement again is that what you mean yeah i i, ne I never i never <laughs> i i just stop when the when the excitement come i st uh, stop stop relax right 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 <laughs> relax okay. because because in that way, I have under control all the time the, the music, not the right. music control me. Sure. Wow. Very philosophical guy. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh, only sure. an, an approach. Yeah, sure. But I mean, it's interesting because, um, yeah, I don't think many people do that because um, what about you, Juan or Steve? Um, I'm exactly the opposite. Yeah. The music controls me. <laughs> right. 
yeah, I, I do. I mean, I was listening to you. I, I do respect like the, the, the breaks. I, I, I normally take like 10 minutes free each hour because I, I need to freshen up my head and everything. I also, I don't work in, in very loud volumes. Sometimes I do if I want specifically, but I normally work in, in low volume. Uh, that's why I, I, I specifically like these speakers. They, they sound like really well in low volume as well. Um, but I normally, yeah, I, I don't finish until I consider the idea more or less done, and, and then I do another one. Uh, I mean, I, I like to work in short uh, breaks on, on one track, but I, I really like working on more tracks, uh, like in the same session. Uh, right. You know, it, I, I keep myself entertained and motivated if I feel like I, if I have the flow, of course, otherwise it, it makes no sense. But once I get into the flow, I don't want to stop. So I, I can keep making music until I fall asleep. Uh, I like that way. But every hour I stop 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> That's very important. <laughs> it is really because otherwise you you lose yourself in the in the in the track, right? Uh, at some point, it's hard to understand what you're doing. Breaks are important, but I, I don't know. I, I enjoy making like several tracks in a in a very long session. Right, but you, you work in different tracks in the same session. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, normally when I, when I decide to make music, I, I make at least, I don't know, five or six uh, sketches. But I, I try to leave each of them <coughs> into a place where, okay, if I want to go deeper, I really need to go deeper into arrangement. And I don't want to do that. I, I just want to create music. So I create as much as I can. When I get, I get the feeling that I might start getting bored, I switch to another track. Uh, because I feel in the flow. Uh, but then if I want to go to like specific details or a small arrangement, I don't want to care about any of that when, I, when I'm creating, you know? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. a boring part as well. Yeah, no, and I think it's important to keep <clears throat> working in, in four or five uh, tracks in the, in the same, se not session, but in the same days, because perhaps sometimes do you have the, the, the right feeling, the correct feeling for working in a track, but next. do you have for working in the next? And you can go jump in until you obtain the, the correct vibe and continue working in that track and continue. Okay. I, I also believe it's a good way, like a, a good creative way of building something together, either if it's an EP or an album or, or whatever. Like, okay, I make the full structure of everything I want to do, and then I, I will work like more dedicatedly, like individually. Uh, but when I create, I want to create more than one track because uh, I think that's how you build like the identity of a project, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, okay. I normally, I normally hey, we agree on. <laughs> I normally work long hours on a track, but sometimes I just work like one hour, or depends on the tracks also. I, I remember one time I spent like nine hours straight working on a track. My ears were like, but <laughs> I was enjoying, and that's the most important thing. I was enjoying those nine hours, you know. I didn't care much about having breaks. Normally I have breaks, but that day I just wanted to go nine hours straight and finish that track. Sometimes it happens like that. Sometimes I work in periods, you know. I'm, I work one track now, and 
in one hour I will change and work in another so I can have a, a fresh and my mind can go on other things. Yeah. And you, you still you, you recover some old projects? No, no, no. Uh, along, uh, yeah, old projects in my hard drive. Yes, yes. Sometimes <laughs> I have a folder uh, from 2017, 2012, things like that. Sometimes I open them, but I, I hardly ever use them. I use tiny portions. Some yeah. some things I like, you know. Okay, so you go you go back into your archive and then uh, kind of yeah. blow new life into it. Uh, yeah, because I work a lot with MIDI, you know. Sometimes I, I just save MIDI files with arpeggios and things like that, and I'll go through them and I'll keep on working. And you, yeah. you use harmonies? Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I miss too much in the in the <clears throat> electronic music uh, the the harmonies because all the, the, the all the music is is composed about loops with percussion and 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 stops. No, I use a lot of like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I like to use sounds, not too man, many of them, but I like to use always a, a pattern. Uh, playing some kind of melody or things like that. I like it. I like yeah, a lot of hypnotic, hypnotic uh, things, you know, that's that's me. Yeah, but this melody at the end. Uh, yeah. yeah, I miss sometimes the melodies in the music because it's, I think it's the most complicated, hard uh, point in, the, in techno to mm. obtain a good melody yeah, yeah, with, with so. the correct vibe, the, the, the correct feelings to for push the, the the idea but don't 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 go in in a in a cheesy way or something. yeah yeah of course yeah i agree yeah in um uh talking about melodies because uh miguel your 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 music is often quite melodic for uh you know then sort of uh more melodic than straight techno can be you know um But it's there's also a lot of dissonance or odd combinations of notes <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, how, how do you write these things, yeah. or you, do you do you experiment and stumble upon the, the right sound or the right the right combination? How do you do that? Ah, okay. There's there comes the secret. Okay. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I yeah I played the keys for for okay. all the sound, all the sound, right. included the the percussions. Because you know, and I I use a lot the do you know the decaphony? Mm -hmm. I use a lot of the dodecaphony the, the for, especially for, for build the the bass line. And about the the, the sequence, I obtain the, the tonal note and I start to 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 build the other sounds in this note, and I start to 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 make tensions like mm -hmm. before we discussed. Uh, just. Uh, Changing the, the harmonies, perhaps in minor mode or something, and start to to mix different kind of harmonies in the same track, and in perhaps in um in in, in one of my tracks, I can use three four different kind of harmonies in the same moment, mm. and perhaps that's a difficult point. Yeah, yeah difficult. That's, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> difficult. Yeah, because because it's it's difficult to to keep the harmonies with without dissonance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without, Maybe you n- want not, that dissonance as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. About dissonance, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, and finally, I I end in using three, four different harmonies, and this can be a little bit crazy when you 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 want. You need to to do the the, the bridge or the breakdown or something. Is oh man, and how I can continue in this this point? (laughs) 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 Okay, you find yourself that you've been pushing into a point of no return. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but finally you must to resolve the situation. And, and yeah. put a, no- a noise, that's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a noise can fix everything. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a lot of rights and percussion. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. We fix it fix in it. the mastering stage. It's another one. With, with, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, there's another one that I thought was interesting. Um, during your creations, do you. Uh, do it by feeling, or do you already have a price, precise idea? What about you, Steve? Do you start with an idea, or do you uh, just uh, uh, no. start making music and then stumble upon something, then you go for the the thing you you, uh, no, you find? I, you know what I do? I just put one bass and I go from there. Sometimes a, a track can go really deep because I don't know my my music can go a little bit uh, uh, banging, but it's all so deep. And I don't mind, and I, I like it because I put the bass and let the track build around it. This, I never have a thought how I'm gonna create a track, uh, unless it's a tool, a tool track or drones, things like that. You have that thing in your mind. But when you, I'm making a dance track, I, I always start with the bass line. Doesn't right. matter, doesn't matter if it's gonna be hard or or deep or doesn't matter. Always a bass line. Not, not yeah, even a kick, just a baseline. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, start okay, with, I, I like to be in my studio, like, and going on, 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 and on uh, in a baseline. Just, I, I, I get, um, uh, I, I don't know what the right word. You know? Hugged by the bass. <laughs> yeah, involved. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Like a bass. I smoke. I smoke a lot of grass, so maybe that's why. Uh, okay. <laughs> Smoking and listening to the bass line, awesome. Yes. It's <laughs> but drifting. you said you said, you said um, with uh, not dance floor music, you do have an idea in your head. Well, what 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 is the thing in your head then? Is, is it the direction? Is it an aesthetic or a certain sound or a melody? What 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 can be the starting point in that case? Um, I, for me, it's, it has to be the bass. I, I oh, have to. The yeah, uh, the, um, he has to tell uh, to give my my printing. I don't know how to say it. You know, people will know a little if there is Steve Parker that kind of uh, baseline always going on or not. And sure. after that, I just go adding stuff, uh, beats and things like that. Sometimes I love the bass and I don't love the track, so I'll start again and uh, from fresh without any elements, just the baseline again. Mm-hmm. I focus everything around the baseline. It's my always been like that. I like working like that. The idea of uh, building a track. Some people like to start on a four or four kick, yeah, mm-hmm. and building a track. No, I, I like the bass yeah. because you can have sixteen beats. You can do a lot of stuff, you know. 
Yeah, to be honest, I never have a, a fixed way of working. I never have uh, a starting point. I, I must say I do uh, work in a more um, sort of stumble upon ideas kind of way. So, you know, just connect a bunch of gear and, and start messing around and then uh, stumbling upon a moment where things start to, the, you know, the pieces of the puzzle start to fall into yeah. place. Um, um, but it can be it can be something in in bass bass register or it can be okay. percussion or a beat or it can be melodies or anything you know it, it yeah. doesn't really I've never really have a fixed way of trying to start something usually it's just the act of putting some gear on the table and uh, and starting that is the that is the the strategy basically not the um, yeah not a specific part of the music that I, I work from. What about you, uh, Juan? For me, it's the same, yeah. I normally, if I want to start working on something and I, I, I know what I want to do, like, okay, I want to do loopy techno or whatever, that, that's my, my goal in my head and my objective. But then I just let the sounds uh, like uh, lead me. Uh, I normally want to find like a um, main sound that can be like a percussion or a synth or whatever but it's something that actually gives a meaning to what i'm starting to build once i i find something that gives meaning to the record then i i start building around it in in a way you know uh, as, as you said like making all the the pieces uh find its place uh like on very rare occasions, I, I thought of specifically, okay, this uh, track with this structure, but that normally never sends where, where you uh, think of, right? So I, I, I stopped yeah. planning like that. You always you always <laughs> end up somewhere else, <laughs> even yeah, if you have a fixed idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, I want to know if I, I'm going to work with the bass or without the bass, if I want to do ambient or, or techno or whatever. Uh, that's the only like uh, limitation I put or, or uh, goal. Then I, I just uh, start processing or creating, and, and that's how for me it, it builds up. Is is a uh, processing part of the writing um, process for you? Like processing sound, is it part of the writing, or is it something you do afterwards? I mean, depending on the track. I, I I've done some tracks that is only like. Uh, three sounds and without the effects you don't have a track so uh, right in some others you know it's just like a small reverb on a hi-hat and that that's a process but uh, when i especially when when you connect directly like a pedal uh, a scene through a pedal or or stuff like that then it becomes definitely part of the of the creative process right yeah okay yeah and, and a very important one right uh, yeah. yeah, it's like getting a sound, really. It's just a part of the getting the sound. But with processing, I mean, I guess I mean more like compression and EQ and stuff like that. Is that something you do on the fly, or is it something that you first you can first get your sounds down and your your structure and and then start processing or adding EQ and or is it part of the same thing? I kind of like mix and produce a little bit at the same time. As I said before, not not like the, the very specific details. But it's just natural to me to, okay, if I'm uh, creating a new sound, I, I want it to sound as best as possible now. Uh, 
it's also like um, something I've been training myself to do. You know, it's very easy to get used to something that doesn't sound good or even if it sounds good or not, it's very easy to get used to how you are really listening to it. So mm -hmm. I try to get to a point where sounds are more or less in the place I want, even if EQ, compression or, or whatever, um, but not the, the like the deepest details. Right. That would take me away. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, there's a mix related question here as well. Uh, where did I see that? Uh, here. From John a ghost. What's up, John? <laughs> Hello. Uh, any tips uh, or starting point to achieve a good balance when starting a mix? Uh, maybe we should ask our teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to do the gain staging. Gain staging, yeah, very yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah, that at the beginning is really important, and uh, the beginning in the mix. If I don't go to explain what is gain staging here because it can be longer. That you can you can Google it and and start to to apply the gain staging. Can you can you explain what gain staging is for the people who don't know? Okay, uh, faster is uh, is is you must to 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 put the sound in a. In, in an area that go to work fine with your compressors, with your monitors, with other sounds. That that point is minus 18 dBs in RMS. And you, you must to put all the sounds in, in this in this in this in this space. area, in this yeah. space, and catch all your fighters. Go down the faders and start to do your mix. That's a good point. You, you, you go to, to obtain a lot of dynamic range in the mix, a lot of dynamics range in the listening. And it's, it's the first that you must do. If, if you are using, for example, Ableton or Pro Tools, the, the, the audios have a click gain. You must use the click gain for, for obtain the position and continue working. Yeah, I totally agree. It's it's a good yeah. point. All, on the other hand, um, you know, the old school way sometimes is to uh, to completely uh, misalign and fuck up the gain staging to get uh, saturation <laughs> or, or 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 even distortion up to the point of distortion. So it you know that could also be an approach if you if you're not like uh, totally serious about it but still want some rocking beats, you know. But uh, I do agree, if you really want a well-balanced mix, gain staging is uh, is pretty much everything, yeah. What about you, Steve? Do you uh, care about that or are you... Yeah, like I care a lot about levels. I like to be the, the lowest I can be in the levels when I make oh, yeah? music. Yeah, yeah. I like to listen and to have room so I can uh, apply dynamics when I want. And I care a lot about dBs and uh, volume. Okay. And after I can um, I can distort the sound how, how I want, you know. But I like to I like my favorite part of making music is mixing my music. Mm. I like it a lot. I like yeah, you to, can hear you can hear that your 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 tracks always sound very detailed and very. Uh, yeah, I like uh, spending a engineered. lot. Yeah, I'm not a very uh, top uh, keyboard player or anything like that, but I love spending time uh, mixing a track. It's my favorite thing. 
Yeah. And you, uh, Juan? What was the question, sorry? Well, we were talking about gain staging or about uh, achieving... Oh, yeah, a, I mean... A, 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 if, if you want to get a, achieve a really good mix, what is the best approach to get started? That was the question. I mean, to get started, I, I completely agree with uh, all your approaches. Uh, I, I normally like to set up my studio before start creating and, and try to set those approximate levels that I want, you know, from before I start creating. Uh, I think apart from that, I mean, th th there's so many things that we can talk about uh, mixing. Many people ask me, like, uh, mixing questions about my, my own music. In the end, it's, it's all about taste, right, in, in mixing. Uh, I mean, besides all the technical parts and, and everything, uh, it's so hard that we find two people that sound the same way. Uh, it, it's all our speakers, our our acoustics, our comprehension on the sound. Wow, it, it's such a such a little word. Yeah, true. I mean, but the uh, yeah, that's an aesthetical thing, I guess. That's an you know aesthetic choice. How yeah, you, how you are finally going to make it sound? But if you want to get a good starting point to uh, to have a fair chance to get it sounding the way you want then um, that's I guess what we what we were talking about and um, uh, then you, building it up from with enough level uh, or enough headroom in, in all your um, uh, signals is, is definitely yeah, it, a way to go yeah. it's yeah. certainly it, it, yeah you have to find the, the, the sweet spot right you don't want to have like the sounds too low uh, or, or stuff like that. Then you find, as Tadeo says, the the uh, yeah. Of course, it's very important to to have some uh, dynamic uh, range. It's fundamental for the music. Yeah, yeah and is that uh, and <coughs> only one thing. If, if if you're working in a digital environment, the gain staging must be confused about that minus 18 RMS. But if, if you're working in an analog environment, will be more easy because you only must to keep in zero. Yes. Yeah. Zero dBUs is the yeah, same that pick, minus noise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, but noise can be good, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. That that's where the theory stopped counting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anybody here mixes analog in an analog desk or? Um, are I used to in, in the box? past. Uh, right. I I used to mix on Amidas. Uh, then my studio, I, I moved to a different place. My studio was too small. I ended up mix uh, selling it. Uh, now I mix in the box. I do have like a, a old boss mixer, but that I, I don't use for mixing. I use for adding flavor. You know, I, I'm sure ah, okay. you use it uh, like in the in the old days, right? The, yeah, the box yeah. BX80. Uh, but I'm mixing in the box, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, talking about that, I, I've seen Tadeo. I've seen your your controller that you have. I, I've seen some videos. Not now. Uh, yeah. You have the Libid controllers, right, for mixing in your studio. Yeah, it's an Avid, it's for Pro Tools. David. Yeah, okay. Avid, the, the art, I don't know the, the, the names. No, it doesn't matter, but I, I really uh, yeah, like them. Yeah. I consider them many, many times, but it's not supposed to be so meant to be with Ableton, right? Yeah, but you know, I'm, 
I I bought the, the the controller only for do the automations because I I think it's really 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 important in the music that you automate all the the music about to yeah. to give to the people some some sensations right? and especially save me a lot of time. And yes, so you're mixing, you're mixing in Pro Tools then? Yeah, Pro Tools. Oh, okay. So, so you, but you don't start your music in Pro Tools, do you? No, I start in. I start. I start here. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, because I, I put all my ideas here in the book. Yeah, but I mean, start, I mean start, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I start yeah. in, with the, with Ableton. Okay. In the laptop. And when I have a rock mix with with all the idea, all the the developing the arrangement parts of the of the software, I export all the all the audios and build in the Pro Tool session and start to mix. Okay. And change things and yeah. apply so effects. So, what, what is what is your um, uh, idea behind uh, moving it to into Pro Tools? Is it uh, more accurate for you to mix in, or what is the idea about that? Yeah, yeah, but perhaps yes, because but, but you know I, I never use the deeper options in the in a in a DAO. Mm-hmm. I I use Pro Tools like a console, only faders, sends, uh, plugins that I that I use like an equalizer or compressors. Mm. I try to keep the analog, the analog vibe in the digital world. Right. Okay, yeah, I don't know many people who do that. I, I when I switched from um, Logic to Ableton, I did it for a while. You know, um, making music or uh, was quicker for me in Ableton. At some point, uh, I got used to that, and um, but I still kind of mix missed um, the features of the the Logic mixing environment. So I, I did like you did. You know, ex- export the stems to uh, to Logic and mix yeah. it there. But at some point, I got better at mixing in Ableton and, and decided that I would switch completely but uh, I, I, I know what you mean it's it is um, it is hard work in Ableton to be honest um, yeah you can yeah. make it work it is but it's um, uh, yeah it's more like a sound designing jamming environment and creating environment uh, yeah yeah for creating Ableton yeah this is really really good can can put your idea and five minutes, it's, it's done. Yeah, it's really, really fast, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I I recommend to the people that use the 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 software or the the mixer that that they feel comfortable working. Sure. Not not using a program or a software or something because your friend or your preferred artist use. Don't have sense. Just okay. that it makes sense. Fine. You got to start somewhere, though. If you if yeah. you haven't got any experience anywhere, um, maybe that's a good one. Is it? Um, what What would you recommend to uh, for people who are starting out? What What uh, What is a good environment to to familiarize yourself with um, producing or um, sound design or mixing? I would, to be honest, I would say Ableton or Bitwig. <laughs> I think <laughs> Ableton, definitely, yeah. yeah. Ableton. It's the easiest way, right? Uh, 
and I mean, you can do so much inside Ableton. Uh, I think it's uh, the yeah simplest access to a lot of things. Mm. Yeah, Bitwig is um, gaining some uh, traction though. Um, anybody using Bitwig here? No, I use no. Live also. Sorry, Steve. What? I use Ableton. 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 Yeah, okay. not Bitwig. And you mix in in the box as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All in a computer. Yeah. So, do you have any um, uh, any particular process mixing in in um, in Ableton? Like, uh, uh, yeah, is, or is uh, it is it like with uh, uh, Juan that is it's part of the the um, sometimes part of the uh, writing process? Are you mixing and, and writing at the same time, or is it sometimes or is it split? Uh, it depends. If I want to get uh, something on the sound, I'll do it right away. But right. Like I said, after the track is done, I like to bounce everything in audio and uh, just mix it. Uh, then add uh, plugins and uh, I use a lot of plugins. So. Oh, so you so after you've basically set basically done all your writing, you bounce the stems and then mix it. Yeah, on every oh, track okay. I make. Yeah, yeah. I like I, like I said, I love mixing. It's my favorite part. Right. Yeah. Like uh, spend hours uh, working just on one sound and on EQ and experimenting and learning also because when you are doing something you are learning oh that happened for a reason you know. but uh, I think uh, the best way uh, for a, a young producer is it, to work the best in the best environment that you can for you it doesn't matter if it's Afterwards, or in the beginning, or in the middle, what works for you is the best way. Yeah, or whatever you yeah. can get your hands on, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Just don't start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because when uh, when I started making music, there was no YouTube or uh, <laughs> or Ableton. people telling people telling me how to do it. It was just a matter of getting a synth or um, a drum machine and uh, and experiment uh, the hell out of it and see see what yeah. happens. I think I think the whole exploration and the whole um, uh, discovery, the route of discovery, is uh, is is probably the most uh, the most solid way to to give to to start. You have to just get your hands dirty and go into it, I guess. You know, and um, just find all these things out about yourself. You can, of course, listen to other people and learn from it and pick up techniques and stuff. But to really uh, create your own voice or to find yeah. what, what you really like is something you have to discover yourself by That's just right. experimenting and, and um, uh, trying out. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure if we all remember uh, how did we start making music or what did we use in the beginning, it was nothing that we have now, right? Uh, I, I started producing with this Rebirth. Do you know Rebirth software? Rebirth, yeah. 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 And, you yeah, know... I mean, Sorry. it was fun for when you're just starting and learning. You you just want to make sounds out of nowhere, right? Uh, and that was cool at the, by the time. Yeah, I mean, entire albums have been written in uh, in <laughs> in rebirth yeah. or, uh, <laughs> or fruity fruity loops or stuff like that. In a, it's exactly. a, it's a very quick and and. Uh, um, 
good environment to get your head around what how it actually works because there is the basics of synthesis and the basics of mixing all all in one environment which is uh, it's a, it's a good place to start i guess yeah yeah big up to rebirth yes absolutely rebirth <laughs> <laughs> i think a lot of us started with rebirth yeah i haven't used it for ages though it's um it's um it's a pretty complicated package right now i think these days um, right? I, it's, uh, honestly i haven't heard of it like since 1997 or something ah, okay. uh, i didn't know it was still going on really yeah. no, they are close i think oh okay and w what about the trackers oh yeah. yes man <laughs> I used <to> <laughs> you know i started trying to to programming in basic Mm -hmm. To programming music with with uh, perhaps you know the the I think clear spectrum. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I try I I, I was trying to emulate the Yann Michel Jarre tunes, <laughs> but <it> was completely <laughs> impossible to do <laughs> for many reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but you know I I I learned what what was the the, the envelope. Yeah, when yeah, I was okay. I was. 20 years old, no, 12 years old. And that's, oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody been uh, tempted to check out the, um, the Polyend tracker? Have you seen that? Not really. No. 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 Uh, okay, so Polyend made, um, they brought the tracker back in, in into a hardware machine. And it's basically a hardware a box, sort of, sort of MPC size, you know, tabletop thing. Um, and it's um, it works exactly like the old software trackers. It's like you know, with rows and samples and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm wondering. Oh yeah, obviously you all haven't haven't tried it. I was I was I was intrigued by it though because it's such a it's such a, a different way and a very direct way to 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 make music. Okay, we need to check it out. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, you have never yeah, used trackers um, one. In I've the past? seen it before. Me, uh, no, I've seen it before, but I, I started on Cubase ST, I think. Ah, yeah. Cubase, Cubase ST, yeah, in the ninety eight, I think. And after I sw uh, changed it to Ableton, so. Yeah, yeah it was was really nice to emulate delays in the trackers. <laughs> yeah, with uh, samples a, like with yeah, the, a, repeat with, the samples. Yeah, yeah. With different <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked like crazy though because you, you could you, you, to some of the the if you if you got really fast on them, you could ride a track mm -hmm. in an hour, really fast with just using uh, six or seven samples, you know, and um, yeah. Um, and and get very complex as well. So it's um, it's an interesting way of working because um, it's so limited and so uh, uh, rigid that you have to kind of really stretch the possibilities to get something with a human feel or with a, a sort of dynamics out of it because it's um, it's all number punching in numbers and changing things on the fly. Yeah. Uh, but it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun way of working. But very limited. But at the, at the same time, limitations can be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially yeah. for techno, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, actually one of these things that comes up in most of these chats. Um, 
how you deal with uh, the infinite possibilities of uh, the software environments where we are where we are living in these days. Um, are there any specific techniques to limit yourself uh, to make sure you not get lost? You don't get lost in um, in the infinite amount of possibilities. <laughs> yeah, you, Steve. <laughs> No, I don't think about anything about like that. <laughs> I just come to the studio to make music. I don't think I'll, I'll I should I stop my. I, I really enjoy being in the studio. I don't uh, put any rules for my music. Okay, uh, my music has some kind uh, kind of uh, character, yeah, but because it's me, it's my color, it's co the color of my music. But I don't think about uh, any ideas or feel feel as if. Uh, stuff in my music. It's just make music and enjoy and smoke and spend time in the studio. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> nice. I, I even enjoy more uh, being in the studio than playing. You know. I like the reaction. I like to be close to people, but I enjoy mm. more mixing music than mixing tracks in a club. Right. But I love DJing. But. I prefer uh, producing and being if you would have to choose it would be the studio yeah I love it yeah yeah what about uh, what about you do you Miguel or um, Juan uh, is there a, anything you do to limit yourself or um, restrict uh, restrict yourself from getting lost in the possibilities or um, or you don't care about that I do care I, I, I mean I think it's important just to don't buy more machines until you don't control all the machines you have and don't download more plugins until you know what you what you have right, right. Uh, I, I try to like have the, the less uh, necessary plugins as possible uh, I mean I, I know which plugins I like which plugins I, I don't like so I, the, the ones I don't like I delete uh, I, I think it's very important to like um, Try to get everything out of every machine or every plugin that you have in the same way. You know, it, it's very easy to uh, think that way with a synthesizer. Uh, that is something physical and maybe more expensive or whatever. Uh, I, the approach I like to have with the plugins is the same. I, I don't want to have plugins I don't use. Uh, I think that's important for you know having also okay the song you want with 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 the machines and plugins you want. Yeah, I think I think to to have too much scenes is is not good. It can be a problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big problem, indeed. I, I my my approach is to to have a, a scene for every every uh, what's the, what's the name uh, synthesis kind of synthesis. Mm -hmm. For example, I have one for the FM, another for the white table, another for the analog. And because I, I know that any synthesis offers you a kind of sound. Yes. When, when I need a kind of sound, go to this scene and just do some setup or configurations and obtain the sound and continue. And that is not a, a limitation, but mm -hmm. it's, it's like um, two walls, and I, I live inside the walls, and that's all. That's uh, my tools. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So it makes sense. You're you so you basically restrict yourself by knowing your gear really well, 
and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, is anybody using um, UAD plugins or f external processing at all here? Like the digital, you mean? Uh, yeah, I saw th there was another thing. Yeah, I just saw it somewhere in the comments. I lost it again. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so terrible at this. Um, yeah, like uh, like uh, plugins with uh, external DSP boxes, you know, like the uh, the UAD stuff or something. I, I used UAD in the in the past, like ten years ago. Uh, then I switched sound card. Then I switched again. Now I have the, the Antelope or Orion. Orion. Mm -hmm. uh, that one comes with some sort of uh, DSP plugins, uh, which I don't really. I mean, I, I tried a couple of times, and I, it was nothing so special to me. I really used to like the UAD plugins uh, when I used them, and, and they are highly regarded. I, I, they're supposed to be really good. But I lost track of them like a decade ago. Yeah, I have to use UED too, and also Solid State Logic DSP. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the old Duende. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I don't. I don't know if if a DSP is more good than the, the standard plugins. I'm not sure. No. What do you mean? Uh, the standard plugins in uh, in in Pro Tools or in uh, uh, yeah, or Ableton, AU, UBST. Yeah, I guess I guess you don't. Uh, it's one of these things that you start looking into when you um, when you've completely exhausted all the the standard plugins that come with your uh, your environment. And you want to have uh, a different flavor that you ha don't have in your arsenal before mm -hmm. then you that's I, I got a small US, uh, UAD uh, box here and some of the stuff I like I only bought a few plugins um, not I don't get too many because I, I'd rather know one really well than getting too many things and <laughs> get confused by it you know but mm -hmm. um, um, yeah I do like the sound of some of the of the UAD uh, plugins because they just have a different flavor. Some flavors that don't that are not present in the uh, in the software I use. So uh, in that sense, it just adds to the um, arsenal of, of uh, possibilities um, I have or that you know things I can use uh, if I need it. Especially the more specialized plugins, the sort of really surgical EQs and stuff like that is um, something that sometimes that comes in handy um, because they do the job just slightly better than the the native ones, I guess. But you don't need yeah. it to make good music; it's just uh, the final touch, you know. Do you have any plugin that you also have in the in the hardware version of the UADs, like a compressor or? A yeah, I've got some old uh, Trident hardware um, and uh, SPL stuff. Um, Did you compare them both? Or, I mean, if you have to use them in a truck, would you no, why, both pick why, up the hardware? Or Why would... I'm, I'm not such a... <laughs> you know, I, I'm not in the studio to compare plugins to, uh, no, no, to no, the no, real thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, do you feel they are good enough to... Like, 
stop well, using yeah, the hardware for a while. The, some 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 emulate the originals better than others, I think. But um, uh, for me, the difference, the main difference, is the is the way they they work in 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 terms of uh, uh, interface. Uh, sitting behind a screen, uh, mousing around in with some some uh, knobs on on the screen is uh, is totally different than sitting behind a desk and you know having uh, having control and yeah. having immediate response and stuff like that. So uh, in that sense, I I prefer the the big units, the the outboard. But um, uh, yeah, in 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 terms of sound, if you would approach it scientifically, if you believe the uh, how they advertise it, it's only very 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 little difference just a few percent or maybe not even that uh, I don't know I've never tested it myself but um, I, the only criterion for me is uh, does it do the job uh, the way I want it to do and and sometimes uh, um, I like to have this feeling of sitting behind the uh, big knobs and, and do it that way and other times it's fine to just do a quick thing with a plug-in uh, as long as it gets the job done really uh, yeah. Yeah. And any any plugin or or, or hardware that being part of your own sound. Sorry, say that again. Any any plugin or hardware that being part of your sound. Ooh, you, you mean like a signature sound? Um, yeah, signature. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the the stuff that I use uh, um, is because it's the, the the reason I choose to work with a certain synth or or piece of machinery uh, is because I like the way I can interact with it, and mm -hmm. uh, I like a playful way of making music. I don't sit behind the stuff and and uh, and and try to try a lot of different things. I just go work with with the machines and and see where it ends up and and uh, stumble upon uh, something that is is really exciting me that's that's the way i i, I get into uh, into a direction i wanted to to go um, mm -hmm. and um, it can be anything uh, it, it doesn't really there's no not really like a, a very specific piece of gear that defines my sound there's no, not really. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I have one. <laughs> oh, okay. What is what is it for you then? The GRM tools. GRM tools. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From Steinberg. Yeah. Yeah, they're still around. I I, yeah, I used yeah, to have I, them on my uh, old computer. I never reinst reinstalled them because it. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. How, how? Why is it your signature thing, and how do you use them? Yeah, but uh, you know, you can you can set up some. Strange delays, really closer, and with envelopes opposite in the like an invert envelopes. The also the the what's, what's the, the Fed the Doppler effect. Oh yeah, and and some another kind of resonance modeling and the yeah they have a new version and yeah I still using in in the in the in the last four or five years. For all the tracks, right? Yeah, and give you in the production a, a kind of text, texture, like um, a kind of synthetic, like rubber, metallic. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I, I remember they they were absolutely amazing. They're very. Uh, they you can you can you can put them in in settings that are 
that end up in total chaos and, and glitch glitch uh, territory. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you can yeah. also use them in, uh, in very <laughs> subtle ways. Yeah, I should I should get them I should get them reinstalled. I actually like them very much when uh, when I got when I had them. I don't even know why I'd, I just forgot about them. I guess. Yeah. And how about you, Steve? What is your secret plug-in weapon? Well, uh, not secrets, but um, yeah, I, like uh, to, I like to use the the Drowner uh, nine, in 1973, the compressor. Right. I, I use it on all tracks. I like it. I like the the sound and the control I can have on the mix with that. And uh, my favorite box is the free of free. free. So it's the TV free of free. I like it a lot. You you got the you got the real hardware one. No 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 I, I got okay. the badge that. Okay. The T T D free, I think. Right. T D right, free. Right. Yeah yeah. But uh, you your music doesn't is not really flooded with three or threes I guess. Uh, uh, some some tracks are yeah. yeah some. But, but sometimes not... I sometimes I work the baseline on uh, the, on on the TV, and then I swap it with other sounds from other machines. Because, like I said, I use a lot of MIDI, so I'll, I'll use it later. Sometimes I just sit in the sofa with a machine and working on patterns. Right. Yeah, it's my favorite box. Yeah, but mainly because of the sequencer then, I understand. Uh, the sequencer and the sound, I like the square waves. Mm, I like yeah. a lot the square waves on that. And being able to, to get an idea really fast. In the yeah. sofa, I can sit in the sofa and just play with it because it's so small. Yeah, it's uh, three or threes are um, absolutely classic. But my favorite, um, <laughs> but my favorite synth is uh, the MC two hundred two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite machine. I don't have one, but I've been using one. It's amazing. It's, I like it Good. a lot. Don't you find it a pain to program? I, I've got yeah, it's too, a little bit. bit yeah, it, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's just so, and then you know, it's yeah. But well, it's, it's fun. It's it's, uh, it's cool once you get your head around it. But it's yeah. uh, it's uh, you really have to sit down with it and uh, and yeah, get get your head around it because it's uh, it's not the the easiest way. It's the total opposite of the three or three. To be honest, because you can. Yeah. On a three three, you can just do anything, and it sounds good. And yeah. uh, the two o two makes you work harder, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it's a nice little machine. I like it a lot. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. you can take it anywhere, also with you. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any all of the the old classic Roland stuff lying around? Yeah, the MC three o three. Oh, the MC three three, the rave, the rave groove box. The groove box, yeah. The five hundred five. Now, also the the one hundred one. SH one hundred one. SH, yeah. But I only use for the sub bass. Only. It's in a position and never touch. Oh, really? Yeah, I know that that. I, I Man, managed the, to, the, to, yeah, I know, I know. The 101 is so much fun to, to tweak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but uh, you know, I, I, I listen others 101s, but don't obtain the same sub bass that mine. 
Okay. And okay. It's mm. So you got the special Tadio 101. Yeah. It comes with the extra bass button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve, you should visit uh, Tadio's studio, man. He's got the really big bassy sounding. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I love, I, I love bass, but I don't like much low end, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm, okay. I'm more mid-range and I, I range. I like more. Right. But wait, you pimped your 101 or, or what's going on with us more bass? What? You pimped Did you your... Modify uh, it? <laughs> yeah. Did, Did you, you modify, modify your 101? No. No, 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 no. Uh, because uh, what, sometimes in the past I modified and and was really hard to obtain the same bass that I had before. And I prefer to to keep 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 easy in the in the corner of the studio. And <laughs> it's been on for the last ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's it's I, I don't know why, but when when I I use a. a Assign frequency in the in the thirty forty years. Mm-hmm. I don't have the same sensation, especially at the time to to the implementation in the mix. The 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 one oh one. You don't need to do nothing. Just put the sound. That's all. Mm-hmm. With other sub bass frequencies, I need to 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 create some space for the for the kid for the other bases it's true it's true the 101 sits always sits really well in the mix no but yeah. it's just true for the for entire range of sounds that it produces it's it's always uh, uh, very friendly uh, for for other instruments yeah <laughs> it never never really sits in the way of anything it's uh, it's a very versatile machine um, I've, I've started using it more uh, in, in in the last few months and uh, I was always in love with it, but I'm I'm completely in love again <laughs> after all these years. Oh, it's so versatile! It's crazy. It's just one of the most versatile monosynths ever, I think. And it um, uh, whatever you do with it sounds it's al- almost always sounds good. Um, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you're gonna to, go really to you go really one. wild with it, and you know, and, twi- and uh, turn the the transpose knob and shit like that. It's uh, it's can be very wild. Yeah. yeah, and how how much it changed with such a small like a millimeter? You move some knobs and and you yeah. find like a whole new world, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one hundred one. <laughs> I have the tour one here. The the space echo. I use it a lot. Ah yes, okay. It's a really great machine. Yeah, I love it. Do you use it for uh, uh, sound design, or is it uh, is it part of the chain when you uh, when you uh, when you mix or something? Uh, both. I mean, I, I I use it. I try to use it as as more creative as possible. I, I also like like recording modulations from the uh, from the machine. Uh, I almost never use it like on a. Um, return track or something like that you know mm. I, I want to be like a, a main process of a sound uh, yeah it's like a more characteristic sound yeah yeah they're so wild and even when the tapes get fucked up they still be they st- they're still interesting it, it can be even get better like the, yeah whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and every two three months it stop working you 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 fix you know the 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 screws or something uh, in a way it's like uh, in a digital world, it, 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 I find it like a really cool way to be connected with our past as well, right? Mm. 
it's really like watching a tape like moving uh has and and the sound that comes out of it it's really interesting yeah yeah it has a nostalgic sound to it yeah definitely exactly yeah and you put the finger in the the tape <laughs> no, should I? <laughs> <laughs> I do with, with, with mine. It's, it's different. It's a copied cut Watkins. Oh, yes. And sometimes I put the finger and change the tempo and, the, the, oh. and destroy, destroy the tape too. <laughs> There's no funnier feeling than when you change the tape for the first time, right? It never goes well. <laughs> it's just too much information, too much tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's an interesting thing. Um, Pacific Voltage Club. Hello, Pacific Voltage Club. Hola. Can you define... Hello why a thing sits in the mix um it's an interesting question because if you if you're not mixing yourself or producing yourself i can understand why this is something that is an abstract uh, concept um anybody has ideas I, I can talk about it but anybody um wants to talk about the f sitting in the mix phenomenon let's go the go. teacher <laughs> man the teacher <laughs> <laughs> As as far as I know, uh, I, I think. Um, okay, oh, I can I interrupt. Man, you? Sorry, uh, sorry, uh, sorry uh, Miguel. Yeah, your um, your air conditioning is uh, making the funny noise again, uh, Juan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're fine now, right? Otherwise, it's not my air conditioning. No, no it's it's still here. It has nothing to do with it. It's like, like a cricket came into the room. Uh, let me see. It's not me, is it? No, it's not. No, no, it's not. Yeah, now it's gone. Yeah, hey. It's you, it's you. <laughs> it's who? You? No, it's definitely you, uh, Juan. Okay, but I, I really don't know what to do. I can close the door. Maybe that's a good idea, right? Um, well, it's very loud. So I think it's something which is close to your mic, to be honest. I don't have anything connected. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's close. I think it's yeah. just an interference of the the speakers. Okay, I will I will switch off the speakers. Can you give me a minute. That's a good idea. Um, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then in I the think it, it's can... the speakers. Yeah. Okay. It's just now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> it's yeah. me. Yes. <laughs> we're good now. Yeah. yeah, we're good now. Yeah, that's good. 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 Well, okay. sit in the mix, no? Sitting in, yeah, something, what is, what is, when is something sitting in the mix? What is it? What is the phenomenon? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's when, when a sound of uh, find the, the position in an easy way. You, you, you don't need to do nothing. The, 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 the sound go at put in their position and work with all the sound that have together around. That's it in the mix. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's what 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 we mean by it is um, uh, you basically your your composition or track uh, consists of a um, an, an array of sounds, a whole bunch of sounds, and uh, it can happen that some sound from some synth or some source uh, is taking a lot of space in the in the audio spectrum. So maybe there is a, 
a whole lot of sub bass that you don't really need or there is a, a very <coughs> a big peak in the somewhere in the mid-range that is sticking out too much um, and when when uh, when when an instrument uh, is is said to be sitting in a mix well it means that uh, it there's never something that is bothering or taking up too much space from other instruments uh, or doesn't have peaks that are uh, are piercing your ears or, or something like that so it's it doesn't really need to be EQ'd or it doesn't need to be uh, compressed it's always it's it's there and it's right already <coughs> so it's already um, yeah uh, sitting in the mix well that's basically that's basically yeah. what it is no, not and the 101 is a very very good example of a synth that is uh, almost always uh, sitting in the mix well which is not true for a lot of big old poly synths for example Jupiter 8 or something like that you know it can or big you know the MOOC some of the MOOCs were so massive sounding that you have to reduce the the massiveness of them to to not overpower the the other instruments so um, yeah yeah but especially it's a problem from electronic music yeah because because everything's competing in, for space yeah, yeah yeah because for example in classical Every instrument has a, a limited range of frequencies, yeah. and it's really difficult that that start to bother in other instruments. But mm -hmm. in, for example, as, mm -hmm. as you say, the Jupiter eight, you 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 load the bass, press the key, and you have all the range of frequency full of sound. Mm. And that's a problem. Yeah, because it's a. Uh <laughs> it's sitting in the way of uh, of the other instruments that you might yeah. want to uh, yeah. might want to give some uh, some space to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fortunately the 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 um, what's in the pumping compression the, the side chain compression side chain, yeah. yeah can can help you. Yes, especially yes. yeah. Uh, kick and bass are always people normally talk about the bass in general, right? If it's sitting well and fitting with the kick drum. Uh, yeah, I, I think with sidechain you can definitely accomplish that. But it also has to do with like not only with the source that you want to mix into a track, but w which sources you use in the rest of the track, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, not a great kick drum probably won't sit well in a different mix, uh, depending on the track and intention and, and so many things. Yeah, it's the yeah. combination. It's not really the there's it's not really the that one kick drum would work in everything. Uh, it can be sounding it, one kick can sound massive in one track and sound very uh, weak in another one because maybe it gets overpowered by the bass in or it it, it just doesn't have a, a frequency that is uh, separated enough from from the rest uh, of the, of the sounds that that are going on that it disappears in 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 the whole bass region um yeah it's true for every every frequency though i'm just talking about the kick now because you said kick so actually uh, may, may, maybe steve can talk about it because he's mr baseline <laughs> the, oh, yeah. the baseline uh, guy so I, I, do, you, I, I, do you, you work do you have do you work hard finding finding the right drums or kicks around your bass lines as you as you said you you always start with the bass line so how, how do you go from there I really have problem, problems with kicks. I'm never happy with my kick. <laughs> okay. Not because it's not sounding good, because it, um, I'm always... Um, something that I never focus when I start a track. I never focus on a kick, yeah? Mm -hmm. 
Mm. I always use the same kick, 909, and let it go. And after I start tweaking and uh, uh, changing kicks or adding things, and um, normally I use a lot of uh, side, uh, uh, side chain but with EQ, so it kills some uh, frequencies. So I can cut, for example, I cut low low frequencies on ads and on, uh, sometimes I have um, si uh, same kick but with uh, different uh, channels for bass and for mids and for EQ, uh, for high ends uh, and uh, start um, using a lot of uh, sidechain compressor uh, until I find what I, I really like. Layering you mean, right? Yeah, no, no it's, different. no, it's the same kick but uh, with crossovers, you know? Okay. Yeah, so I can just shape the, the low end or just shape the mid or just shape the high end, the, the high end, yeah. But always the same kick, but then I um, add stuff on it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yendrik says, uh, dynamic EQ is a discovery for me. I think uh, uh, he's talking about things like the... Uh, the Fab filter, yeah, yeah, MB, right? MB, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that is a very powerful tool. That's exactly what it what it does that you described. Just uh, it dips dynamically certain frequencies um, to make yeah. space for other stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of side chaining, but it's, channels. yeah, because sometimes a, a nut can uh, screw the mix on the low end, for example. So I always use filters and chop the, the the sound or the frequencies I really don't want in a track. Or, or I mean, in a in a stem on an album. Mm. Do you do you um, how did you get how do you get your tracks um, ready for mastering? Do you? I mastered all my no. I mastered all my tracks. Yeah. Yourself? Oh, right. yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so do you never have the idea that you have uh, you need a second pair of ears to judge? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but some. Uh, I know. I uh, in the beginning, I used to do that, but I had some bad experience, and sometimes they kill. They really kill the vibe of the track. Right. And, uh, you know, and. Uh, and some labels, you don't, uh, they don't like when you start complaining and saying, oh, the mix is not right, can you... So I'd rather do it myself and leave it just to the, the final touch, leave it for the engineer, mm -hmm. you know? So you can give just a, uh, for example, fi filter the, the, the bass, the low end, so it, it will always be mono and things like that. So it's, it's good on vinyl and on digital and things like that. Yeah, but you mean like uh, the, the, the the technical, yeah. the final technical yeah, 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 touch-up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 for yeah. pressing, yeah, yeah. 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 What about uh, you, Juan? I, I, no, I don't master my own music. Uh, I've worked with many people in the years. Uh, 
it's always like uh, quite an experience, you know, when you get the the mastering delivered. I never, yeah. Tadeo never mastered my music. I think yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe 2021, 2020 we we forget about. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I really like uh, working with other people or, or visiting like uh, mastering people. Uh, there's always some learning to be done. But uh, I don't know you, Tadeo. I, I know you do masters. For me, it's quite normal to ask for a, for a second version. Uh, I think I, I will at some point I will end up in in some sort of mastering blacklist. Uh, <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, then we try one more version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's it's important to have different versions, especially at the beginning when when you start to working with with somebody, you, you need to to know what what what, what he, he wants. What he's pet yes. and need times for 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 know the other people and 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 in, in any way anticipate to the expectation of the the client in this case. No? And for me, for example, it's, it's not a problem to do different versions, not five or six, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be, that would be too much. <laughs> Yeah, but for me, it's part of the process in in the business to 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 know my client and try to offer the best sound on the the, the best product possible. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I think that. Tell me, tell me, tell me. No, I, I mean I I have no uh, specific knowledge about mastering, but I'm normally happy. Is there anything uh, remotely close to additive or subtractive? apply to mastering <laughs> because I'm normally happy. I I really don't like when in mastering, I feel like I'm losing something of the track, like Steve said, but I, of course I want my track to sound better. Uh, so I, I normally happy when, uh, I don't know, if we want to push the, the, the high end, I want the high end to be pushed. I don't want the low end to be like taken down. Uh, I know it can sound like the same thing, but I, I think it's very different things. Uh, yes, yeah, so sometimes you lose something in the in the in, in the way, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. you have to lose something. Yeah, course. but yeah, so. but that, that's is is a problem that can 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 come from the beginning. You are our artist must to inform to the mastering engineer about what you spend, what you need. For example, if, if your track is so so loud, you, you need more high ends. Please tell first to to yeah, the to the to, to the master engineer. Uh, I have the, my 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 boy of work is is try to at the beginning try to do a uh, a transparent mastering mm -hmm. without introducing your own sound. You mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want you to do my sound mastering because yeah. I, I, I think that the artist and the and the, the mixer engineer or or the same the same guy, this is have an, a clear idea and they are working in a texture in a, um in a vibe in a in a complexity in in the in the, in the track, and I can destroy that. That's really uh, impolite to, to do that mm -hmm. because mastering is not about to obtain a new texture, a new, a new, a, a new message. It's about to put put the, the the track in a in a standard of the industry for mm -hmm. pressing, for streaming, for yeah. 
a lot of things. When, when this, this this point is clear, and every, all, all the people disagree about that, perhaps we can go more forward and, and start to, 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 to change things all the time having communication with the artists. Mm. Yeah. Ne so never mean, destroy yeah, so, so so your 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 main objective is to to make this the tracks translate well over over all the systems that people might listen to yes uh, and and second would be if the client wants to uh to to add vibe or to to change the texture in such a way that they feel yeah. represents the original idea a bit better or something yes and not because sometimes that, that, that that's the idea that mm. sometimes i've received some some tracks that have to match Lawen or perhaps don't have and always I write to the to the to, to the artists and, and ask about that 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 sensation especially because perhaps the music can be, be developed in, in an incorrect room with a lot of uh, reflections mm -hmm. or, or or too much bass in the room or something and you can detect this this different kind of balance in the, in the music but never use for example as as, as you say use subtractive EQs for change possible uh, fails or errors that perhaps this is part of your music mm. yeah. yeah no i do changes but in a in a big big purpose perspective not mm. in the in the in the, in the little details right yeah yeah okay so you yeah i i understand what you mean okay so so you feel you really feel the the job of a mastering engineer is uh, is a technical one more than than a creative one then yeah yeah and it's really difficult to for me mastering to myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah how do you deal with that because there's always something um if you made a track, you you had a certain intention and a certain uh, idea, and then, uh, as as we all know, uh, during producing uh, during the production of, a, of of music, there are always trade-offs. You cancel one thing because it needs some other thing needs to to get more space or to um, it resonates in a certain way. And the levels between between uh, different instruments are very delicate as well in that case because. Uh, uh, changing one dB on something might completely make the track fall apart or make make the track sound uh, totally different. And then uh, at some point you are proud or you are you are attached to the to a certain setting. And then <laughs> comes the moment <laughs> where you have to master it and make another trade off. So so how do you deal with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it's like a, a kind of fight with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conversations with yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have time when you make five or six uh, verses, right? Yeah, it's like the, technic <laughs> the technical part and the artist part and talk to no, that's better, that's better. Man, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. yeah, Mike says that he always asks the mastering engineer before he starts working if he hears any difficulties. Uh, because yes, uh, it's better to to clean it up in the studio in uh, in the multi-track than trying to have it fixed by a mastering engineer, which is not really their job. I mean, it's the ultimate uh, sort of last resort kind of thing, but it's easier to fix it in a studio and send them a new version. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, people, it's almost two hours now. Maybe oh. let's uh, let's uh, let's see if there's anything um, from the the people in the chat that they think we should cover or uh, would like to ask us uh, in particular. Any any questions to any of the artists in particular here? Uh, ah, here we go. There's a, a first one for um, for Juan. How much bass did you sacrifice in Ahora? <laughs> uh, I think none of it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I normally like to push like every uh, frequency like uh, up to a limit without being too much, you know. So uh, I think that particular track has like a, a kick with a lot of uh, top end or or mid range. So you know it it will like make a contrast because the baseline was uh, quite uh, intense so I, I didn't want to put like a bass that contributed uh, to like having more bass i wanted the, the baseline to do the bass and the kick drum to be more uh, mid-range uh, I, I think that i mean sometimes that's a good trick you know to have a lot without being too much yeah yeah, it's always a it's always a trade-off, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I saw one other one about your speakers again, uh, Miguel. Yeah. What do you think about them? Yeah, because you did. <clears throat> they are old. I mean, there are so many choices of monitors. Why did you choose these particular speakers? Have you had them for a long time, or uh, is there a certain thing it's about it. the sound you like? No, it's it's. I don't learn too much the sound, but I, I think are really useful mm. about to 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 listen how try to emulate the, the another places totally different than this this studio. Anyway, the the the, the, the speakers sounds different. It depends the amplifier that you use and sound really really hi-fi. But a kind of all hi-fi because the the, the 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 cone is paper cone, it's not um, uh, metallic or something like that. Is you can obtain a kind of seventeens sound. Seventeens, that, like yeah, disco, 17. disco, yeah, 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 yeah. But but I I don't use for electronic music. That's mm. it's only for for mastering work of. Disco, rock, pop, and that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They look beautiful, though. I really yeah. like the way they look. <laughs> never, never listened to them. I never tried them, but um, yeah, they look great. Um, uh, okay. So, anybody uh, wants to uh, plug anything? Any releases that are coming out soon, or anything that you're working on, and you want to? Uh, bring under the attention of the people right now. What about you, Steve? Uh, I have a lot of music coming up. Uh, uh, I will focus more on my label. I'm, I'm focused more on my label now and trying to release my music through that. Uh, but, you know, there's always music coming on, and especially now because that we are stuck at home. Well, I am. I know I am. Um, there's, I, I think I have already like six uh, EPs coming up to a uh, oh, vinyl, wow. yeah, for this year, and uh, because I had to, I had to to focus on music after 
I was like three months not going out. So can you Honestly. point everyone in the direction where, where they should uh, be able to get it or listen to it? Do you have a band yeah, camp page? The, uh, uh, sorry? Do you have a band camp page? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have uh, under my name and under my label, Muted Records. Cool. But uh, I think the best way to find the artist is is uh, going to like DJ, uh, DJ DA shop. Mm. Uh, all my music is there. Well, that's good that you have been able to uh, make this a productive uh, time. Yeah, I had to focus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, uh, Juan? I... Oh, sorry. No, because you can't do anything, you know, in these yeah. times. You can't play. So I, I'm also a single dad, so I live with my kids. And uh, there's nothing else to do if you can't go out with a five-year uh, kid. So I focus on music, always making music. Does he join you in the studio? Oh yes, he loves it. <laughs> yeah, nice one. I don't think he likes techno because it's only five years old. But he when, likes. When, the, is the, when is the first uh, uh, co-production coming out? With him, uh, yeah. no, he's too young <laughs> for that. I, I let him uh, play with iPad and uh, football and things like that for now. He, there's a, a, a period in time for everything, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's too young, five Very years true. old. Yeah. yeah. But he likes to uh, to knob, uh, play with the knobs, you know, yeah. and come here and shake. <laughs> That's normal. Cool. What about you, um, Juan? Anything uh, on your shelves? Well, I just released one record on Mord, uh, yeah. from, from your town, uh, and on Minecraft as well, on, on my level. Uh, I also, well, I'm a single single, uh, so imagine how much music I, I had the time to do, you know, during lockdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I really did a lot. Uh, so I, I created a new label that I will launch uh, next month. That uh, it's only uh, music that I've done during this, this past couple of months. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I will announce it next week, uh, but it will be like a limited series. I, I think with right. this lockdown, one of the things I, I wanted to create is different kind of labels that has a beginning and an end you know uh, like more projects. or less yeah more or less yeah. thinking of uh, like instead of releasing a double album I, I, I want to make like limited amounts uh, of releases uh, that connects uh, in the music with the gear I use and and the way and especially at the time that I, I produce them uh, put them all together and and create like a specific uh, new label uh, and then create another one uh, hopefully have you, do you have the feeling that your um, approach has changed at all because because of the uh, pe the period where we are in now is it still as functional as your other music or have you kind of branched out to, to other kinds of sounds um? at the moment I'm working on, on something different from techno but so far like 90% of it I, I felt actually even like more in the dance floor in a way, uh, you know, like most people say, you know, when I get to a club, I get the vibe of the club. Uh, for me, normally when I get to a club, I, I, I have a great fun and it's perfect. But then I actually I want to a little bit get away of, of that in the studio, at least for a couple of days. Uh, I think, I mean, I'm still quite uh, focused on the dance floor, but the, the lack of being on a dance floor for so many months kept me like motivated to make even more techno. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fine. Yeah. Cool. 
And you, uh, Miguel, you've got uh, some projects um, coming out or <coughs> working on something interesting at the moment? Yes and no. <clears throat> I continue working new tracks and I'm waiting respond for some labels about some tracks also for that. But you know, it's really difficult now with the with the COVID topic to the releases, all the, this 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 moment is difficult. But also I have mm. um uh an ambient project about oh, to nice. yeah. I'm still working on it. Also, I'm working with now with Orbe. Do you know Orbe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's from Spain, right? Yeah, he's from Spain. And we are working some tracks without any idea about to release or but finally it will be released, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But <clears throat> but it's interesting, because in the past I, I have been working with other people and that you know in this time, that moment, I feel something, something really, really familiar with with him. I, I don't need to talk about music; just put together and and start to record something, and everything goes good. Yeah, it's, it's like cool. a nice, nice feeling between them. Cool. That sounds great. Um, okay, guys. Well. Um it's uh, it's two hours now. Uh, is there anything anything you want to do uh, to add or shout out to anyone? Um, I'm gonna shout out to the gonna, uh, the people in the in the chat, all the all our um, uh, regular watchers and uh, stream punks and everybody who's there, uh, friends from um, all over the world who've watched. Thank you very much. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Um, Thank you. Okay, so thanks for hanging out, guys. It was really a lot of fun. And um, Thank you. good luck with everything. And I uh, hope to see you again you soon. Too. Thank you. Bye. Okay. A pleasure. Bye.